listening to The Travel Podcast. Travel Podcast. Today's most exciting travel destinations. Brought to you by people with a real passion for travel. Great holiday ideas, real reviews, practical advice, and all the best deals in one simple podcast. The Travel Podcast. Now here is your host, Steve Witt. Welcome to the very first travel podcast where we aim to inspire you with some brilliant news, views and behind the scenes look at some of the most amazing destinations in the world. I'm Steve Witt, co-founder of one of the UK's biggest travel companies. And as always, I'm going to be joined by a rotating team of travel experts. They all work in travel. They're all travel experts. And most importantly, they're absolutely passionate about traveling the world. So we'll come to those in a moment and everyone introduce themselves. This may seem like the uh, strangest time in the world to actually start a travel podcast. But we thought actually when better to uh, start a new travel podcast in the time when everyone's itching to travel the world. Hence, uh, that's why you are listening to us today. So let's meet the team we have with us today. And in no particular order, if everyone could say hello, introduce themselves, and uh, maybe your favorite destination in the world just to inspire us. So let's start with Lauren. Hi, everyone. I'm Lauren. Um, I've been working in travel for nearly eight years now um, and my favourite place in the entire world has got to be Costa Rica. Why Costa Rica? I genuinely love it there. It's like a second home. Everything's really peaceful. Um, It's just incredible over there. The way of life, the animals, the things you can do. I absolutely love it there. And that must mean something because you are very well travelled, aren't you, Lauren? Uh, I like to think so, yeah. Brilliant. So next up is Matthew. Hi, I'm Matthew. Uh, I've worked in the travel industries coming up five years. Um, before that, I spent uh, just over a decade uh, working between North America and Europe. So, um, yeah, I love, love, love to travel. Um, my favourite place to travel uh, that I visited is the islands of Hawaii. And I'm sure we'll hear a lot about that because you've got a lot of stories about Hawaii. Yes, most definitely will. Fantastic. Right, we'll go to Gabby next. Hi, everyone. I'm Gabby. Um, I've worked in the travel industry for a couple of years now, but I've got a huge passion for travelling. I must say one of my favourite destinations is probably Croatia, just because the scenery, um, it's absolutely stunning there. Not because you're a Game of Thrones fan, then? No, never watched an episode in my life. Wow. Oh, (laughs) You're the only person in the world apart from Yeah. Okay, and uh, last up uh, today, we have Dave. Hi, everybody. Uh, My name's Dave. I'm the old person here. This is my 31st year in travel. It's uh, gone pretty quickly. Um, I won't bore you with the whole 31 years because it'll take too long, but I came from commission-based sales up into director level responsibilities, running my own travel training business for 17 years. My favorite place today, and it changes every day, is Australia uh, because of the diversity, um, the beaches, the rainforests, the people, and of course the weather. Fantastic. So you started in travel when you were about 10, is that right, Dave? Uh, it was a bit younger than that, Steve, about five, I think. Fantastic. So every episode, we're going to uh, pack with lots of great, useful information about different destinations and hopefully inspire you to want to travel the world giving you first-hand advice. We're going to be interviewing lots of different people from the travel sector and people who've traveled the world as well. 
but today we thought we'd start with the elephant in the room, which is talking about the fact we're not actually traveling anywhere at the moment. And the effect that's having on the um, people's ability to travel, we'll start by looking at what that means for anyone who had a holiday booked, and then we're going to go on to um, some more exciting topics about where each of us is planning to travel as soon as uh, as soon as we can. So um, let's start with you, Dave. What is happening out there in travel right now for anyone who, who had a holiday booked and was looking forward to going away? Well, as, as you know, as, as you all may know, the government has issued a worldwide sort of advice and guidance not to travel up until a certain date. That means, unfortunately, we've had to um, rearrange a lot of people's travel. Um, and you would have seen uh, this week the ABTA, one of our governing bodies, has given some advice to clients on exactly what they should be doing in this situation. Some of you may know about the package travel, re travel regulations, which was never really designed for this type of unprecedented situation. So the guidance at the moment um, is if your holiday saying is to rebook, reschedule, because we all at the moment need something to look forward to. So that's our first bit of advice, well, Abt's first bit of advice. If you're unable to do that, then your supplier um, may offer you a what we call a refund credit note to use uh, on a future uh, booking. Now, if you haven't used that by the end of July, you will be entitled to have a refund on your trip. What I would add there, though, is that if you are looking for or waiting for a refund, please be patient because the sheer volume of changes uh, to people's holiday plans are, are immense. So that's sort of the one bit of advice that I would give, Steve. Brilliant. And Matthew, you deal with a lot of different sort of operators and supplier with, with the work that you do. What's the sort of um, feeling out there at the moment from suppliers and destinations? And um, what are we likely to see in the coming weeks and months, do you think? I think, uh, like David said, a lot of people are just currently is working on getting those who are currently away home and those that were meant to be traveling within the next 72 hours of any of today's date and then each day going forward, um, making sure that they can amend, move people's holidays to different dates because obviously a lot of people were very excited to get away within this time of where there is the, the current travel um, travel ban, but making sure people still have that excitement to look forward to once it's over, even if it's the fact that it's next year. So people being very, very flexible with their cancellation terms, amendment charges, waiving a lot of it. Airlines are being very flexible in, in being able to book, you know, a year. Some people even, depending on where, where in the world you're going, can book even up to October 2021. So it's just trying to as an industry that people are trying to make sure they rebook so they keep the customer happy going to a, a destination that they really want to go to but unfortunately just not at the time that they wanted to see this year but like like david said it's an unprecedented um situation around the world um and it's one that has to be played almost you know three days or 72 hours at a time uh, because in three weeks time it could be a different situation again you know, so it's just people have to be very patient with if they put directly with a tour operator, if they put someone online, especially if you're traveling, you know, in April, you've got to remember there's so many people before you that are, have been affected that they have to sort out first. Um, so they're, they're putting in a lot, a lot of hours um, to make sure everyone has 
the outcome that they want in the in the future but still making sure from a destination point of view people still want tourists to be there otherwise you know there's lots of hotels abroad that rely on people to travel so if everyone cancels all of a sudden there's livelihoods abroad that will just disappear um so it is that that's why the likes of apta trying to make sure everyone rebooks because not just affecting businesses here it's affecting businesses around the world and especially destinations that rely heavily like spain um jamaica greece so many so many countries their gdp is purely travel so there's a lot there and lauren you, you sort of come from a sales background are, are people booking holidays at the moment there are still definitely bookings coming in people always need something to look forward to and um, so i think definitely the fact that the holidays are on sale for 2021 even go up to 2022 as well there are bookings still going in people do need something to look forward to and also the excitement of actually planning a holiday researching it all especially now we do all have a bit more time to do that um people are planning ahead and still getting booked up and are there some great deals to be had at the moment? There are. There are some really amazing deals at the moment. Um, especially if you are booking ahead, you can obviously get it done on a low deposit. Um, and then you've got your monthly payments as well. So it's kind of never been easier and a better way to book and pay off your holiday. Fantastic. And Dave, any advice for anyone who's looking to book a holiday at the moment or, or, or thinking, well, should I wait? Should I book it now? Should I wait? What, what's the right thing to do? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good question, Steve. I think it's about timing, I think, for booking ahead. And we've seen you know, a lot of people booking for next summer, as well as people changing to next summer. So people are still booking holidays, just not for the next couple of months. I mean, that's probably sensible. But we're seeing a lot of people saying, I've got to have something to look forward to. And not only are people moving their holidays to probably later in the year, December, November time, but people are still booking for next year. As Lauren said, you know, low deposits, um, can spread the payments. I think travel is one of those things that you've always got to have something in the diary. Um, you've always got to have to look forward to. Even if you keep moving them backwards, like a couple of them are now, people are still booking holidays um, for the future. It's just one of those things that people will always have, always have looked forward to, you know? And I know, Gabby, you work in sort of marketing within in travel and you must be seeing lots of offers coming in over time and lots of people sort of or tour operators trying to push um, products to sell, if you like, destinations. Are there any that are catching your eye and you're thinking, wow, that just looks amazing at the moment? Yeah, looking ahead to 2021, there's some really, really good deals at the moment. We've actually just put some out ourselves that um, are kind of going a little bit further afield. So there's some really, really good offers to South America. We're seeing some really great offers in Europe as well. So there's a real mixture. And actually, um, looking ahead to the end of 2020 and 21, there's, you can really get yourself a bargain. So is it safe to book a holiday at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, I think, obviously, no, I was just going to say, I think obviously, you know, um, don't book a holiday in the next three months, but uh, towards the end of the year, then I think definitely it'd be great to have something to look forward to. So if, if you were to book something now and circumstances are such that we're still not traveling, are people going to get their money back or, or get to rebook their holidays? Is, is that the case? Yeah, I think that's, you know, what people booking now are things, I mean, none of, nobody knows how long the situation will be around, but if people book 
then if it's then then it's cancelled then they'll just be given the opportunity to rebook and reschedule again so it will just keep moving but to have something there i think in the first place is the main thing if we keep moving it back then that's what we do but to have something booked anyway and one thing also if with people booking ahead what you find is not only do you get some great deals at the moment but also you get more choice you know you get choice of rooms you get choices of where to sit on the plane so there's lots of advantages for booking in the future to, to get in early um because if you leave it late sometimes you've usually got what's left but i think when you book ahead there's a lot more than just the price it's the availability and choice um that you may not get if you book like a couple of days before Fantastic. A, lot of cruise, a lot of cruise lines are given up to um, you can rebook and amend up to 48 hours prior to your departure. Um, so it is worth, again, looking at, mm. at people who have their own product. They, they're being very flexible with um, their booking conditions because, again, no one really knows what the climate is, but they still want you to book to have something to look forward to. Um, so you do ask the question if you're speaking with any uh, travel consultant or any tour operator or cruise line, ask the question. And, mm. and that's the best thing to, to do at the moment. And they can give you what their current terms and conditions are and, and what the situation is. And some people, some suppliers also for new bookings have reduced the, the amount of time you have to pay. So they've reduced so you can pay nearer the departure date. Um, so, again, it gives you a bit more flexibility. Brilliant. And Gabby, you mentioned don't book anything for the next three months. Um, now, I know that people do have holidays booked in the next three months. I guess we're saying don't worry if you have got one booked, just probably don't plan to book a new one in the next three months. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. I think obviously if you've got a holiday booked in the next three months, then you just sort of got to see how things pan out. I mean, I've got holidays booked in the next three months. Um, I'm meant to be going to Las Vegas in at the beginning of May. And obviously at, as it stands, I probably won't be going, but you've just got to wait and see and see what your suppliers say. Um, if it was a new booking, yeah, I'd probably advise not to book anything just yet. Uh, for the next three months that is okay brilliant so we're going to come on to um talk about where we'd each like to go on holiday next as soon as the sort of restrictions are lifted where we're all going to jet off to or cruise off to or drive off to whatever the choice may be but before we do that matthew what can we expect from the travel podcast over the coming episodes um, over the coming episodes, we've got some, we've got a lot of North American episodes coming up. So we will be having a Las Vegas um, episode highlighting what there is to do away from the strip as well as on the strip. I, I know Lauren's been there very recently, so we're going to get a lot of information from her. I spent 11 months there, so a lot of insider from myself. And we've got a guest from uh, Maverick Helicopters. We've also got, we'll be looking at Ibiza. Um, we'll also look at faraway lands as Australia. Um, Thailand so there's a lot coming up we're, we're we also look at the UK so we will be over the coming months diversifying across the whole world to give you inspirational um, inspiring you ready to to where to go and like Gary said you may not be thinking of booking now for the next three months but don't discount traveling in the next three months even if the travel restrictions get lifted in certain countries make sure you're you, you might be able to get some brilliant last minute deals so hopefully a lot of what we talk about over the coming months and years will inspire you to go to new new destinations fantastic and we'll be having a uh, live virtual studio audience uh, for some of these as well to be able to ask um 
questions. We're going to be bringing people in who've been away to different destinations. We've got lots of guests, uh, um, hoteliers, tour operators, suppliers, and experts in all areas of travel. And we'll be mixing up quite a lot of our uh, um, content, if you like, our sort of um, interviews and segments. So it should be a lot of fun and give you that virtual tour of the world in the process. So um, let's start then by, or going back to looking at where each of us would like to go on our holidays uh, as soon as the uh, restrictions are lifted. So I'm gonna start with Gabby. Gabby, where are you gonna jet off to first? So I've actually got a surprise trip planned for my boyfriend in New York. Um, so yeah, I'm really hoping that in September, I'll be jetting off there. Hope he's not listening to this. Yeah, no, that's keep him away from it. Uh, no, he does know about it. Um, it was for his birthday in March. So yeah, so I just think I've always, always dreamed of going to New York. I'm so excited. There's literally everything that you can ever want to do there. Um, and I just think it's the perfect combination of like a city break um, and a bit of indulgence as well. And what's the first thing you're going to do when you arrive? So um, we're actually staying in a hotel that has got its very own rooftop bar. So I think the very first thing I'll do when I arrive is go to the rooftop bar and have a cocktail. Uh, and that you can actually see the Empire State Building from our hotel. So yeah, probably just chill out there for a bit. What's the name of the hotel? Um, it's called the Refinery. Very nice. Uh, we'll yeah. that one in a minute. Yeah. New, York, it, New um, York's a great destination. Yeah, I'm very excited. I can't wait. If anyone's got any top tips for me, I'll be all ears. I'd get over to get over to Brooklyn um, and explore the explore the neighbourhoods because a lot of people would think about just going to Times Square and Central Park, but a lot of the neighbourhoods around New and well the New York boroughs um, have really kicked on. It'd be like going to somewhere like Shoreditch in London. So very very cool little market. There's the Meatpacking District, which which is re really been redeveloped you've got soho as well area which is which is great and um obviously you've got now you can go down to um wall street area and uh, if you go down there you can actually see the statue of liberty and get a good photo of statue of liberty if you don't want to get on the the ferry across and and do the tour itself um yeah, but yeah no it's it's a very walk i'd say, say walk it it's, it's easy to navigate um everything's done in numbers um and the blocks it's all very square pretty much so you you won't get lost um but it's a very walkable city yeah no lauren i think you sent me a link to a food festival in brooklyn actually so i'll be definitely interested in looking at that as well yes definitely and you need to do the gossip girl tour absolutely <laughs> what's the gossip girl tour <laughs> a tour of all like the places they film gossip girl dave has we done that Sounds sounds wonderful. I, I have a tip for New York. I have a tip for New York. I, I had my honeymoon in New York um, many years ago um, over New Year. And Grand Central Station used to have a great seafood bar. Um, I don't know if it's still there because it was a few years ago. But uh, that was my tip for New York. Yeah. Oh, amazing. I love seafood. Excellent. Well, make it your mission to go and find out if it's still there. Mm, oh, Another okay, good so from the skyline. See if they remember me, Gary. Gabby. Yeah. <laughs> As I say, if if you want a, a good photo of the skyline, um, if you got Rockefeller at night, 
yeah. then you'll have um, the Empire State Building. Whereas if you got the Empire State Building, you won't have you won't be able to capture that one. So the Rockefeller is a great one to to go up to that observation deck and get a photo in the evening. Yeah, I've definitely heard that tip before. Definitely. Brilliant stuff. So from New York to somewhere very very different, Dave, where is your where are you going to be jetting Ooh. off to? Well, not so much jetting, Steve, more driving, I would say. Um, now, I've, I've travelled around the world, but this might come as a little bit unexpected, but my happy place, the first place I will be going will be Cornwall. I'm actually booked to go to Cornwall. I go there a couple of times a year. And from sort of packing up the car, the top box, getting up early to miss the traffic, um, as a family, we, we stay in a specific part of Corp North Cornwall, uh, which is called Porth. We stay on this beautiful um, family holiday park in a uh, uh, sort of really fantastic mobile home, um, indoor swimming pools, bar, restaurant. It's kind of like a go active center. But it's like five minute drive from my favorite beach in the world, which is called Porth Beach. And there's several reasons why I like this place. First, there's no dogs. I know a lot of people that love dogs, but there's no dogs. There's no surf. Now I like surfing, but this is, you don't get loads and loads of surfers on this beach. There are some, some uh, beaches up from there, Watergate Bay, where you can surf. It also has a river going down the side of the beach so you can fish. So it's never busy. Uh, you can play cricket with the kids. You can swim in the sea. Beautiful, clear sea. But also, Porth has my favourite pub in the whole world called The Mermaid. And if anyone's ever been to Porth, you will know The Mermaid because it's actually in the sand. At the back of the beach, The Mermaid is in the sand. So on a sunny day, um, Porth Beach, and at the end of the day, you can just walk back, have a beer, sit in the sand. I think when it's sunny, I would, wouldn't want to be anywhere else in the world, if I'm honest. And always sad to leave. Now, I'm due to go in May also to uh, Cornwall. So hopefully I'll, we'll be able to do that as a family. Um, but um, yeah, that's, you know, it doesn't really matter about the weather. If the weather's great, then you, you could be anywhere in the world. Cornwall is like that. And if the weather's not great, then it's still a fantastic place to be lots of things to do so that's where i will be going either in may or as soon as possible so a great tip for anyone who's uh, coming in from overseas as well a great place yeah, to absolutely go. yeah absolutely i actually went uh, surfing with my wife to watergate bay that you mentioned there yeah. and yeah, got lost on the beach <laughs> it we is a very big beach yeah. and we didn't know which way the sea was and which way the shore was yeah. it was that foggy yeah uh, that's a key thing with cornwall because yeah, I, I go on a surfing trip every year in September with some friends, so we wouldn't go there. We'd go to um, Polzef or we'd go to other places or Watergate Bay. We certainly wouldn't go to Porth if you want to do some surfing. So different type of trip determines a different um, location. But uh, no, I, I sort of, as soon as, I, as soon as the car pulls in, you're, you just change, you know, your whole sort of feeling changes and uh, you just go into relax mode. Fantastic. Right. Next up then, Lauren, where will you be going? Oh, I've already picked it up loads, but I will definitely, as soon as I can leave the UK, unlike Dave, I will be leaving. Um, I will definitely be heading back to Costa Rica. Um, their motto there is Pura Vida, which basically means simple life. And I feel like I could really do with some of that right now. The weather over there is amazing. I need like a few days laying by the beach by the pool and then some more adventurous activities and in costa rica you can really do it all over there so it's like a second home so i feel like i need to go home there as soon as i can sounds terrible i know which coast would you go to lauren i normally go to the pacific coast 
Will you go off and do any exploring or just just chill by the beach? No, I'll go off and do exploring. So there's quite a few national parks you can go to um, and a few volcanoes you can see and you can hike around them. Um, a lot of them have like activity centres there. So you can go off and do like your hiking in the morning. Um, and in the afternoon, you do like your white water rafting, zip wiring over the canyons. Um, you go to like, the mud bath. So definitely be doing some of that as well. Well, we Love expect it. to hear all about it when we're back. Definitely. Matthew, where will you be going? Uh, I spoke about it earlier. I'll be going to the islands of Hawaii, uh, but I'm going to be a bit greedy. I'm going to do like a, a multi-center so I can do all the islands in Hawaii. And then because it is so far away, well, not it's about, um, it takes you a, a day to travel there, but it's definitely worth it for the escapism. Although we're obviously in lockdown here, um, being able to just go over and explore the islands, get out with nature, um, whether it be on land or within the water is is, is unbelievable. Um, the treks and the the biodiversity that you can see on walks out there is is second to none. Um, highly recommend if you're only going to be able to get to one island, would go to the Big Islands, um, where it's got almost every single um, biodiversity in the world on one island. Um, and you can just you can drive around it in a day, but it's just absolutely stunning. Got volcanoes, um, dune, sand dunes. You've got high desert. Technically, you could ski there um in in the winter as snow on the on the mountains and rolling green hills of shropshire uh, well, like shropshire obviously not shropshire because you're on the big islands but it is just absolutely um stunning and then the other islands are, are very different they're not all the same so i just like to island hop around hawaii um and do quite a bit of scuba diving as well and learn how to surf but on the way home i'll be stopping off in vegas to have a bit of a party um, it's a nice little uh, layover on the way back for a few days um, and they let your hair down and, and really get, get out and enjoy enjoy yourself. Well, fascinating stuff because I think it's really interesting to see where people who work in travel, where they go on their holidays, tells you, tells you quite a lot, I think. So I guess uh, I probably should say where I'm going as well. Um, so I was actually due to be going to Cyprus right now. Uh, today I should actually be in Cyprus uh, working, I should add, uh, in a five-star hotel um with a conference so that would have been a great uh, way of getting a few rays uh next month i'm due to be in Ras al um and dubai so chances are that's not going to happen um so that would be a great thing to do but the reality is i'm actually going to jet off to lanzarote uh which as as these podcasts unfold you'll probably learn that that's, that's my uh my go-to place it's one of those uh marmite places if you know what marmite is um i love it because i'm into water sports i love windsurfing and it's my second home i can just go and relax it's always sunny it's uh, nice and windy so you don't get too hot as well and i can do my windsurfing so that's fantastic and it's one of the most sort of iconic islands i think you're going to go to it's full of lava lava flows um, from thousands of years ago and uh, it's such an unusual landscape they practice the lunar landings there. They've done all sorts of filming on locations uh, for films there because it is the strangest landscape you're ever going to see. Um, and no big high-rise hotels. It's the friendliest uh, location, and it's just under four hours to get to, I think. So dead simple. You can fly from most regional airports in the UK. So dead simple, pretty cheap once you're there as well. And, uh, yeah, so laid back. That's my go-to place. I do love going to luxury resorts around the world as well and go exploring, but 
I think my first trip away is going to be there just for a weekend. Not a bad trip. Okay, I think that wraps up today, our first ever travel podcast. Stay uh, or keep listening for more of these. If you are on iTunes or your, uh, your go-to um, podcast player, please subscribe to future editions. And if you love this and future editions, please uh, leave us a nice five-star review to encourage more people to listen. Uh, on our next or up-and-coming episodes, we'll be taking you on a tour of the world and involving even more people in these episodes. If you'd like us to feature a particular destination or you have travel questions, you can uh, email studio at thetravelpodcast.com and we will definitely take a look at that. Uh, but for now, thank you for tuning in and listening and uh, we shall see you very soon. The Travel Podcast is sponsored by Not Just Travel, where it's not just travel, it's a way of life. We hope you liked this podcast. And if you did, please tell your friends, but also take a moment to rate us on iTunes as it helps spread the word. Thanks for listening.